Good evening and welcome to another edition of Digital Intimacy with Nika Naimi. Tonight I'm going to be talking about um, online impression management. How do I manage my impression online? Before I forget to remind you, we are starting our French radio show on 102.3 FM, Radio Centreville. Um, my colleague Gilles Wimet and I, um, this September, this coming Wednesday, September 30th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So tune into that. And um, in the meantime, I'm also doing this podcast, uh, which we will be putting on our uh radio show website which is going to be called en toute intimité.ca so that will be that's the name of our uh, show it's en toute intimité it's also about digital intimacy uh, but in french so um online impression management why don't we uh sort of define the terms in this uh, when when we're talking about online impression management what we're really talking about is you deciding what yourself what your digital self is going to look like and really it is is it's about looks it's about that impression that you want to put out um you you're being looked at you're being observed and and that's that impression that we want to talk about that you leave on other people and obviously there are various groups of people so there may be different selves that you may want to insert in those different mediums um and i can talk a little bit about about that concept um at, in general we, we should keep in mind the context so the the contextual uh issue here is that we are talking about the internet um even though these uh, social media are uh, embedded in the internet, we are talking about something that is uh, pretty much, we don't see 90% of. We're, the internet is 90% uh, deep web and dark web. But what we're seeing is just the surface web, which is just you know, the, the search engines and the social media and stuff like that. And at the same time, by having any impression of ourselves online, We are giving that information, as you very well know, to social media companies for their use, for advertising purposes, and for uh, government intelligence. So if you're not aware of that, here's your wake-up call. Your privacy is totally breached when you use social media. That said, we can move on from the topic of privacy because it's not what I'm going to be talking about tonight. It is much more about people who are using social media, who are engaging with their friends and are engaging with their coworkers and colleagues and um, their families online. And they are sharing, uh, quote unquote, things and posting things and taking pictures and uh, doing things like that and engaging the way that social media has told you to engage, has uh, promoted you to, to engage. And you're doing what they want you to do. You're connected, you're addicted, you can't get enough. Um, like that 80s song, I just can't get enough. And really, that's what it is. It's, it's we have this FOMO of not knowing what people are doing, what other people are doing. Uh, we have a FOMO of missing out on uh, events that maybe are, be, are being posted online and things like that. Things we're forgetting about and um, potentially some of our friends who only are, are there are just online and they're not available by phone either because they're introverted or you know awkward or they have trouble conversing like people did before the internet. So 
I mean, really, there there are reasons that we keep going back and it keeps us coming back. Um, <laughs> and then there are people who say, you know, I, ca- I can't do this anymore. I can't live with this anymore. And they, they disengage completely and they, and, uh, then they, ha- they, they end up in this paranoid um, void where they think that no one cares about them anymore and they're forgotten and no one knows they exist anymore because they're not on social media. So those kind of weird paradoxical philosophical questions uh, that are a little bit on the dark side are not what I necessarily wanted to go into, but we do have to touch on those because really when we think about a digital self, uh, it is a little bit removed from who we really are on the inside and we're not really two selves, we're just one self and we're using computers remember that we're using cell phones so let's just remember that there isn't another self out there there isn't a virtual self um but when when it comes to online impression management you can be whoever you want to be you really can because you're the one creating your profile and you're the one deciding what message you want to put out there So it's almost like a stage and you're the actor. It's almost like a movie and you're the screenwriter. Um, So you decide. But um, our personality traits do play a big role in that. And our understanding of the audience also plays a role in that. I think I touched on this about the context collapse, about the whole Seinfeld worlds colliding thing. I think a lot of people just aren't cognizant of the fact that they're mixing audiences um, and they're putting out message in, messages into a void or a vacuum, thinking that only certain tiers of their friends or acquaintances or colleagues are, are going to be in watching or observing them. And they're not always right. So what does it mean to be professional these days? I mean, is it even professional to be on the internet? That's the question. I mean, like, let's really ask ourselves that question. The internet, John Perry Barlow, the Declaration of Independence of the Internet. I mean, beautiful statement about anarchy and I mean, I'm, I'm not an anarchist, but um, anarchy and how the, the internet is a, a, a flowy, wonderful communication space for the whole world with no creed or color or uh, regulation or law or anything. It's just a space to converse and be free of all of those shackles of the world. And um, then you have the Hacker Manifesto, which defends hackers as you know, good citizens and things like that. Um, and let us also remember that the, the, what, what determines the culture on the internet um, are really the, the companies that are putting out the content. Um, and users. I mean, users, a lot of times what they do because there's no, there's no law, there's no uh, code of conduct on the internet is that they shame people. And so we have this culture of shaming now where anything you do that is perceived as either politically incorrect or offensive or um, that someone just doesn't think is right in their book of definitions of what's right, whatever that is, not defined by any institution or any philosophy or any belief. Um, 
shaming tends to be okayed. And that's the culture that has developed on the internet. That's part of the culture that's developed. And you have to remember that like, if you're, if you're creating a self on Reddit or 4chan, it's definitely very different than a self that you would create on LinkedIn or Facebook or Tinder or uh, Instagram. And it's funny, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the stars uh, had started this trend of putting up kind of a meme about what picture they would put on Facebook versus Tinder versus Instagram versus uh, LinkedIn. And I noticed that, it, it, I mean, it, it was funny, it was cute, it was a thing that a lot of celebrities did and then it just became popular among, uh, you know, regular daily people. Um, but it goes to show that we do have different ways and different different ways of uh, different angles of ourselves that maybe we want to show the professional angle the the um the brainy angle the 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 more funny angle whatever aspects of your personality you want to show you you may show in different part in different social media so that's one way to look at it is to to decide is that you're the creator you're the decider you decide what people see and what you want them to see and um you you can create content that you want people to know you by you know if if you want to have a if you want to have a podcast or a blog or um comment on things or use your uh, instagram solely for social engagement purposes it's it's really up to you what you want to do with it because right now i mean that's not really you're not really being regulated or told what to do. You can you can be whoever you want to be. Just remember that it's all being kept. So, and it's not just the internet that's keeping your footprint. We're not just talking about the Wayback Machine where you can pretty much search anything you've ever done, any posts you've ever written, uh, whether it was, you know, back when people were making websites with GeoCities, you can still track those down. If you go back to 2001, and you want to see a screenshot of or a snapshot of that website that you made on GeoCities, you totally can. Um, it's always going to be there. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm talking about what you do now is also just deep. There's a lot of information in it. There's a lot of data in what you do that is being kept, whether it's what you say, what you do, what you post, uh, the things you like, um, all of it has to do with your the impression that you're giving other people online. And it all has to do with the way that people were, will perceive you um, as a person, actually. Because now, if you go and you like a post that someone doesn't agree with, uh, like it, it says something about your personality. So... You also have to think about who you have in mind. So if you have your colleagues in mind versus your friends versus your family versus your um, maybe your significant other or someone uh, who's an acquaintance, you're going to have different things that you want to put out there. And you need to, that's the management that you need to do is that if you have a, a Facebook picture and you've gotten 450 likes on it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a likable picture to put on LinkedIn because 
maybe an employer will look at that and think that you're not very professional. So (laughs) that said, uh, you have to be very cognizant of worlds colliding. So it can cause a lot of anxiety when worlds collide because uh, various groups of people can be very judgmental of you in digital space and may judge you by your posts, your pictures, what they portray, and the things that you like. And that may not be what you want your employer to know or you don't want people in a job interview to know about you per se. The other creepy thing about online is that you may have a sense that there are people who have a profile, but they post nothing. So they say that they're using their, you know, their media to to communicate privately with people. And that's fine. Um, But then those people who are more, I guess you can call it online extroverted, the online extroverted people maybe they tend to over they tend to be seen as oversharing things and then the online introverted people potentially are the ones who are seen as these silent observers who are maybe a little bit holier than thou and not um and are maybe sitting back and judging people kind of like when you're you know you have a bunch of people dancing on the dance floor and then there's and and you know they're doing the funky chicken or whatever and they don't care what people think and then there's a bunch of people who are just wallflowers they're just sitting along the wall observing because they don't want to be seen as making a fool out of themselves because they don't really trust their dancing skills or they don't want to be observed by others so it, it kind of has that feeling when you're on the when you're on social media and then you have people who post a lot They're kind of like the people who are on the dance floor and then you have people who don't post at all and they're kind of like the people sitting on the sidelines and they think that no one's noticing them but you do notice that they're there. So that's the feeling that I get with this whole online impression management thing. I mean, um, there are a lot of things to keep in mind. You do have to keep in mind you're in a weird context with a lot of shaming. You don't know who's deciding the culture. You don't know, you don't even know what the culture is and what we see of it is really just a surface. So you can definitely be yourself if you feel comfortable, um, but you should know the repercussions it can have on your career, your friendships, your acquaintanceships. Um, Depending on how you express yourself online, you can be easily misinterpreted. So if you decide to voice an opinion on something or if you want to discuss something important or touchy, maybe doing it online is not the best idea. Just food for thought uh, because you can read things in different tones and you can interpret things in so many different ways. Um, And remember that whatever you post is a message. So someone's interpreting it in some way and remember that the medium is a message. So if you're putting out a a video on Facebook, there's definitely some messaging behind that and there's a message you're trying to get out with the video. And if you're not cognizant of that and you're putting it out, people are attaching that meaning to your personality and who you are. I think that that's what people are doing now. They don't see it as um, this free space where everybody's anonymous and you can say whatever you want. 
And remember also that there's definitely something to be said about the online disinhibition effect where um, we actually, there's a stranger on the train effect where we, we feel super comfortable just sharing and sharing and sharing because we don't see the nonverbal behavior. We don't feel like we need to, you know, filter anything. It's like we don't have a filter when we're talking online. And the weird thing is it's because sometimes when we're typing something up, we're not thinking it through before typing it. Sometimes it goes straight from your brain to your fingers without any filter. And so you're just typing up what you think and it doesn't really go through a filter, which is usually your mouth, (laughs) you know? So when you're not actually talking and your thoughts are being written on paper without any filter and then you put them out into social media, um, well, it could be seen as online disinhibition. There is definitely an effect with that. So watch out about oversharing because it's definitely something we're apt to do when we're online, especially if we're anonymous and especially if we're talking to strangers. And there is also something called toxic disinhibition, whereas when we really... Um, like people who are like loose cannons and they just, they start to swear or they start to say negative things and things like that. Um, that's another types of, uh, type of disinhibition that is, uh, very common online. So, uh, that said, your online impression is, um, is a mix of things. It's a mix of your, your different selves Um, It's also yourselves separated to, you know, to to serve the purpose that they need to serve for the audiences that you want them, that you want your your different uh, impressions to serve. So you need to be watchful and mindful of what you post in which medium. We can go into more depth about that in another session. But uh, for my next session, I'd like to talk a little bit, start to talk a little bit about online love. What does it mean? Um, Is it possible to fall in love online? And um, are there certain practices that people keep in mind when they're looking to find love online? So tune in next time. And it's been a pleasure. This is Nika Naimi with digital intimacy with Nika.